First Peter chapter three, verses one through seven. Likewise, wives, be subject to your own husbands, so that even if some do not obey the word, they may be won without a word by the conduct of their wives, when they see your respectful and pure conduct. Do not let your adorning be external, the braiding of hair, the putting on of gold jewelry, or the clothing you wear, but let your adorning be the hidden person of the heart with the imperishable beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which in God's sight is so very precious. For this is how the holy woman who hoped in God used to adorn themselves by submitting to their own husbands as Sarah obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord. And you are her children if you do good, and do not fear, anything that is frightening. Likewise, husbands, live with your wives in an understanding way, showing honor to the woman as the weaker vessel, since they are heirs with you of the grace of life so that your prayers (coughs) may not be hindered. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Will, I promised instruction (laughs) on widows today, thinking that we were just going to continue reading in 1 Timothy. Little did you know. And then yeah, yeah. we come to the passage and it's First Peter. Um, so I'm sorry if you were uh, expecting some good window instruction. Just go back and read First Timothy 5 there we you know, after text verse 8. There's a lot. Oh, yeah, yeah. you can use text to pastor. <laughs> I know that's like a big hot button issue. But anyway, yeah. uh, <laughs> such a beautiful passage. I, um, you know, I think I preached on this passage uh, way back in 2020. We did this like womanhood series. Um. This, and I'm speaking to the ladies today, and I, I know we're, you know, two guys, a young man, middle-aged man. We we, maybe wrong. we should have gotten what like McClishan go here or something. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I, I would say to my sisters and, and just brother to sister, like, I think this is like an awesome passage to meditate on for both men and women. Obviously, there's a, a section in the end um, to husbands. A couple of things, I think, as as a woman um, thinking about this and, and what this looks like, um, you know, the first thing is this like idea of submission. Um, and, you know, it's one of these, actually I had a conversation like last week um, with a guy that, that I think is like rebelling against this idea of like headship and submission that we, clearly see in marriage all the way through. Now that doesn't, this isn't this like patriarchal abusive thing that I think society wants to paint it as. I actually just think it's like an ordering of the home that is actually like a beautiful thing. And the reason this is so important, I think like, what is the big why here? Well, the why actually is humanity itself. And this is a very important thing. Humanity itself was created to reflect the image of God. And within the Godhead, within the the Trinity, we see an ordering, right? Jesus submits to the Father. The Holy Spirit submits to the Father and the Son. It's not that Jesus is less than the Father. Uh, It's not that Jesus is any less glorious. It's not that he's deserving of less glory than the Father. It's just that all throughout the Scripture, there is this um, um, this recognized ordering 
of the home. And, you know, Ephesians 5 is like a very famous passage to this. And I was talking to the guy and he was basically saying like, you know, Ephesians 5.20, submitting to one another, like, which is Don Carson would call, I wanted to like pull out Don Carson, but I didn't want to like feel this, like I was beating this guy up, but he was like submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. Like yeah. um, what Don Carson would call, like the way that we interpret that, like he, he was basically like the husband submits to the wife and the wife submits to the husband. Like, it's like, no, that's not what that's saying at all. That's what Don Carson would call an exegetical fallacy. What, what, what he is saying is there's going to be times, if you're truly a spirit-filled person, which I believe that, Ephesians 5.20 is kind of building off of Ephesians yeah. 5.18. If you're truly a spirit-filled person, there's going to be times in your life where you have to submit. And that's true for men and women, right? And so um, in the home, there are some people that are no less valuable, wives, for example, or children, right? And we know this is true because nobody is saying like parents should submit to their children and children submit to their parents or slaves should submit to their masters and masters should submit to their slaves. Like, we know this is not this like um, reciprocal relationship. It's saying there's a way to be in leadership and there's a way to be under, you know, someone else's authority. And so it's it's giving instructions to wives here. And in the same way, it gives instructions to husbands later. Um, how do you, how are you in authority over your wife? How do you like actually head up your wife? And, and we can talk about that. But so the first thing to women is there is this role in marriage and again, it's not to all men, it's to your husbands, right? So I want to be careful there. It's not that women, you need to submit to every man in every circumstance. I would never say that. That's I would, that we, see no, we see that nowhere in the Bible. But we do see this idea of husband and wife in the home. The second is, and I think this is so powerful, how do you actually get authority in the home? And I think that the world would say, be sexy, you know, be sexy, yeah. be hot. And and obviously this carries beyond the home too. Um, you know, uh, I mean, I, again, this may be uncouth in the wake of the Me Too movement or whatever, but like there are a lot of women that will wear, uh, uh, they will adorn themselves when going to the office. Why? Well, that gets attention. I mean, it's an effective tool. The world would say, let your adorning be external, braid your hair, put on gold jewelry, wear clothing that's hot. I mean, you know, maybe braiding of the hair is not as hot as it used to be, but like, um, but you can contextualize this. Uh, but this is saying, no, no, no. If, if you really want the kind of authority that can change your husband's heart, not just change his like fleshly desire, but actually win him, um, it's a quiet spirit. It's gentleness. It's... It's the things that are precious in God's sight. So I just think that's like a very powerful idea. And it, it really just, I think, is such a contrast between, you know, the way the world would say gain power and then the way, of course, that I think the Bible says to gain power. And then the last thing is, you know, obviously two husbands. This can be kind of a spicy verse, like show honor to the woman as the weaker vessel. Like the, the word there... I, it's it's really like the more delicate and precious uh, vessel. Uh, and, you know, Paige and I talk about this all the time. Um, so it was it was awesome. You would have loved this moment, Will. Yesterday, um, I said something to Paige on Sunday. Okay. So, you know, I said something to Paige last week that I should not have said. 
Thirty R is a safe space. I know, I know. And it wasn't. I just. It, it was like just a bit of a bitey comment. I yeah. wanted her to do something. She didn't want to do it, and I kind of just. I didn't even say it in a snippy way. I just kind of. It was. It was. It was. It was. If I would have thought more. Will, if I'd have had better self-control, I would have chosen a different <laughs> sentence. Yeah. But anyway, it was like a few days later and she was still like kind of holding a grudge. And I was like, babe, like you got to forgive me. Like, like, I'm sorry. Like th that, you know, don't, don't be upset with me for that. Um, well, anyway, we had this conversation in front of the kids. Okay. So had a conversation. We were going wherever we were going. We came back here and Emery and I sat on that porch right over there. And, uh, this is last night. We just had like the most wonderful conversation, uh, a little father daughter time. And we talked about that interaction between me and Paige. Yeah. And Emery Anna said, okay, this is my 11 year old daughter. She said, you know, dad, I can hold grudges too. Like I can mm. be good at holding grudges too. And I just thought, you know, women are just more like that. Like, Men can move on. Uh, men are more compartmentalized. Uh, women, if something like emotional happens, it kind of hurts them. It's just, it's harder for them to like compartmentalize it and, and, and move on from that. And that's not good or bad. That's like, that's, that's just part of the makeup of how God has made women and how God has made men. And, 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 and then I'm saying this to me, like, like even my like, desire for Paige to like be quicker to forgive actually shows a lack of living with her in an understanding way. Like I understand she's a woman, she's different than I am. And, and actually like the, the weaker here, or I like the word delicacy here, like is the, is a delicacy that comes along with beauty. The word, it, it actually is a word that can be used to talk about like the crafting of something fine. I mean, it, I, when we've done, um, marriage counseling, I always talk about my plates, you know, so I've got some plastic plates. Um, and you can take those plates. Will, if you wanted to use them, you can put them in the microwave. You can throw them like a back across the backyard as a Frisbee. You know, it <laughs> yeah. doesn't matter. Like yeah. they're just these plastic little cheap plates that I have. And then I also have China, which is obviously made by this delicate process. Very breakable. You have to hand wash it. Mm -hmm. You know, we never use the China. Uh, that's kind of the essence of this. It's, it's basically saying there is like a beauty and a wonder and a delicacy about women. And you cannot treat them, men, like you treat the plastic plate. You know, mm -hmm. like the, the, you, you have to live with them in an understanding way. Mm -hmm. And that's an incredibly high calling to husbands. And that pushes totally against this like patriarchal tendency or this manipulative or destructive tendency that we so often see. So, I think it's really, I mean, it's one of these passages that can seem controversial, but it's actually, when you really dig into it, it's incredibly beautiful. Mm. It's countercultural, yeah, but it's beautiful. You know, I think 1 Corinthians 11, uh, it's been a helpful thing for me in understanding these, uh, you know, sort of different and yet equally valuable, equally imaging God. Um, you know, first Corinthians 11, it's a really weird, it's the head coverings passage. Right. Yeah. Um, and so it's often, you know, I, I think we miss the, the beauty that is in it by just like our cultural misunderstanding of it, but. Well, you don't, you don't require women to yeah. wear head coverings. You know, I, whenever I have that conversation, I always say, yes, we do. Meaning we don't actually, but we're obeying the essence of the text. I mean, there's a way to like read the Bible and actually obey it 
Yeah. Without, like, again. I don't know what that means, but I'm going to keep, my, my keep point going, with, yeah, Sorry, yeah. Right. My point with First Corinthians 11 is there's this equation that is set up where there's this really weird and kind of offensive sounding phrase where it says that the head of a wife is her husband. And that might, you know, to like my ears, that has always initially sounded kind of degrading of the wife. Um, because, you know, maybe we think the head's more important, whatever. Right. But then there's a really helpful phrase where it says that the head of Christ is God. And so I guess my, my question to myself or to anyone wrestling with this, like, does New Testament writing or biblical writing period give less honor to the wife than it gives to the husband? My question would be, do the, do the scriptures give less honor to Jesus Amen. than they give to God That's the Father? exactly right. And the question is, or the answer is obviously resoundingly, no, not at all. And we believe fully that, you know, God, that like the co-equality of the, the Trinity, you know, like that each member of the Trinity is equally worthy of glory, equally eternal. You know, there's all these, you know, deep theological truths right. in which we would say, Yes, of course, we believe that the head of Christ is the Father, but that in no way diminishes the glory of Jesus. It actually exalts the glory That's of Jesus. Right. And so, um, you know, I, I think that there are so many things that when we press into this, it we can see that, you know, and, and like the in the creation of man in Genesis 2, you know, it says, so God created man in his own image, male and female, he created them. And basically that male and female together, it, it, there's not one that bears the image of God more. Right. There's not one that deserves more glory, more honor, but uh, through man and woman, God's glory is made known in unique ways. And, and that, that is that the is high calling of humanity of the passage. Yes. To reflect God. Yes. Um, it's not self-actualization. Yep. It's not self-aggrandizement. It's reflect God. And that's like to, to husband. And when we, and when we associate title or headship or whatever with value, we have adopted a secular understanding of the world and yeah. we have abandoned, yeah, we've abandoned really what the like true purpose of our life is. And we've basically said only CEOs are valuable. You you have adopted the people kind of often say, like, well, this is so archaic. And I was like, you've just adopted this ancient imperialistic, you know power hungry view of the world. Mm -hmm. What Christians are doing is we're not doing that. No, we're saying like, no, yes, of course there's order in things, mm -hmm. but order doesn't uh, describe value or worth, particularly in the eyes of God. Mm -hmm. the, 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 for, to, to, to what I was saying about the first Corinthians 11 though, and the head coverings, and it's the same thing here. It's like, you know, the braiding of the hair, right? I mean, these are like, contextual instructions. Mm -hmm. But the, the point of this passage is not to say women never braid your hair. Yeah. It, it's the point of the passage is to say women don't use like, you know, beauty or sexuality or whatever totally. to like try to manipulate your husband. Yeah. And the point of the head coverings passage is not to say like that all women in every century should have to cover their head. It's women should, um, women should show honor to their husband. Yeah. And and so when somebody says like, we all don't, my point was like, when y'all don't like make your women cover your head, I always say, well, yes, we do. Even though we actually don't ask women to cover their head when they're in church, 
but we ask them to obey the command. Meaning like you should, yes, of course, like you should show honor to your husband. Like that is the point of this passage. So anyway, just the, some of the like, I would say like hermeneutical attacks on, you know, I would say these very clear things in scripture are just silly. And, you know, I mean, if you've been in these kind of conversations before, if you're listening to this, like, you know, help people see actually how worldly their interpretation of the scripture should be and that we shouldn't let the values of the world determine the value of God. What we should actually let the values that God lays forward help us to maneuver ourselves in this age. Absolutely. Well, for Will Carlisle, I'm Jason Dees. We'll see you tomorrow on Our Daily Rhythm. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for our daily rhythm.